What's good, everybody? Today, we're going to have Adam Kaplan on, NFL Insider Adam Kaplan. He's going to talk about what it's like being an NFL Insider, what it takes to be an NFL Insider, how to break into it, who his fantasy sleeper is, and vegetarianism. So rate, review, subscribe, listen, rate, review, subscribe, listen, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Thanks. Welcome back to the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. Got another special guest on today. Very special guest. And we're going to get a, a much deeper dive into what it means because of, of, of this guy right now. He is the radio host for a SiriusXM NFL, SiriusXM Fantasy, Fox Sports Radio, the host of the Inside Birds podcast at Inside Birds on Twitter. He is uh, the FantasyPoints.com NFL analyst. He is... He's got 20 plus years NFL as an NFL reporter. Um, he is an NFL insider. He is Adam Kaplan at Kaplan NFL on Twitter. Thank you again, Adam, for coming on. How are you doing? Thank you for inviting me, my friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm well. It's the first time we've actually talked. Uh, it's interesting. So sure. I'm, I'm part of the fantasypoints.com staff. Yeah, I, I, my, my job really is, it's not so much as an analyst. It, it, it is in a way, but it's really to, to detail information, to give background on players and situations. So uh, you guys, uh, the staff at fantasypoints.com could understand how the game is coached and developed and game plans to put together, injury information, all that stuff, and put it in together like in a ball and get everything right as much as possible. So uh, the subscribers, the thousands of subscribers uh, could pl- – could do better with their fantasy team. So that's kind of my role for fantasypoints.com. Yeah. So that's, and, and I think that you do a pretty, pretty damn good job of it right now. I know I emailed you and um, you responded graciously and said, yeah, you know, you, you'd come on and you said you're right before, you know, it's right before you head off to camp. So, you know, what's the calm before the storm? Like, is it, do you still get nerves? You just get annoyed that you got to travel? Well, what's... <laughs> well here, okay. So, so here's the situation as, as we update this. So for the first time in 18 years, I'm actually not going to have a real tour where I fly around the country. Go as far as Seattle, usually. That's usually the farthest away of all the camps. They're actually in Seattle. They're, on a, they're actually on a lake is where their, their training camp and headquarters are. But uh, because of the pandemic, I, just, I don't want to fly. And, and plus, the access to practice is very important to me. And I'm not going to get a lot. Reporters just are not going to get the same access. So... Uh, I got to be able to watch practice. I got to be able to talk to people. And because that access would be limited, I'm just going to go, Edwin, to local teams in the Philadelphia area, like Ravens, Eagles, Giants, Washington team, and probably Jets. And that's probably going to be about it because, quite frankly, as you know, the real practices don't start around the 16th of August. Mm-hmm. And they're only going to have about two weeks. So it's really bizarre, but it is what it is. It's no one's fault. It's what we're dealing with, it, not only in the National Football League, but as a country. And that's kind of where it's at. But typically, I go to about 20 to 22 camps a summer. And uh, I'm, I'm away yeah. for three and a half weeks. Yeah. I only come home to do laundry. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> want – that's really – I only see my wife, of course. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah, I better say that. And yeah, our dog, Yogi. To. But, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, I miss it. it it's, it's the only good thing about this, me being home, other than my wife gets to see me every day and I get to see her. So I'm playing tennis every other day at 7 a.m. Um, get I've lost about 12 pounds. I'll probably lose around 40 by the time Good I'm done. Good for you. Well, wait. Yeah, I'm, you're trying to, right? I'm not trying. I'm going. Ah, to okay, okay, yeah, okay. That, That'll definitely happen. Yeah, the, the, I, the, nothing's going to stop me. I'm 
you don't know you don't know me at all. So only Hanson of the group who, of <laughs> FantasyPoints.com really knows me. When I say something's going to happen, it happens. Mm. Nothing really stops me. Mm-hmm. I stop myself. If 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 I don't, if I keep making excuses about why I'm not going to lose this weight, it's not going to happen. That's been the problem. I kept making excuses and not taking responsibility. But this time, I this time I've taken responsibility. It's happening. Good. Playing with a friend of mine from uh, Seven Six Capital. It's the company that Ryan Howard is a partner in. Uh, it's a sports venture capital capital firm. And uh, we play tennis every other day for about an hour. Actually, it's not an hour, 45 minutes. I'm not up to an hour yet. I'm not, my cardio has got to get better. But, <laughs> uh, you know, when you get to be my age, <clears throat> over 50. Mr. Hansen has joined us, by the way. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's not as easy to bounce back. You, you know, as being a, a medical professional, it's the older you are. Your body's just not respond like it used to, and it's uh, certainly a challenge. But it's been, it's been rewarding though to get in much better physical shape. Oh well, that's good. That's awesome that that's happening to you. And yeah, as a physical therapist, I absolutely can can appreciate that you're trying to do do that for yourself yep. and make the turnaround. Yep. That's like that's literally I did. We didn't plan on talking about that, but that's so no. But I good figured because because what you do, and also I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian, but yeah, um, my uh, my blood pressure's always been great. Um, I've never sore ever except when my, I have a sleep number bed and it, it, sometimes it makes me a little bit sore depending on what number I'm on. But mm. quite frankly, man, I, I'm blessed to, my wife kind of changed my life when becoming a vegetarian many years ago. Yeah. Eat more mostly, plants. Yeah. Important. Yeah. I'm mostly vegan. So it's, uh, once, once I get down to 185, um, mm-hmm. that's probably going to be the, my weight or 190 the rest of my life. So good for you. Um, yeah, enough about me, but so let's no, go. No, no, no. That's the point. Yeah. That's the yeah. point. Yeah. That's, 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 that's where we have you on here. Yeah. I this don't really talk. It's funny. It, John knows this. I don't talk about myself like ever. I don't do <laughs> interviews. I don't do, I really don't do interviews unless it's about the, me reporting or mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. want to know, you know, I have all these radio deals and television deals, but right. I don't talk about my career like ever. And today I did it before your show here. I did one for sports broadcasting camp with my friends, Jeremy Treatment and Steve Goldstein, just because it could help kids. Mm-hmm. So I was more than happy to do it. But I'm just not, I'm just not someone who likes to talk about myself. I like to talk about you. I want to, before we're done here, I want to talk about your career. And ha- that's why I asked you at the top here, how do you get involved with that? So let me turn this around to you. Uh-oh, tables have turned. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but how, how did you, so are you in a, so wait, you're a physical therapist. How did you get yeah. into that? Okay, so I'm not going to give you a big fancy story because I don't have well, one. Boil it down, boil it down. Oh, okay, so basically it, it it's one of those things where I sort of always knew that I wanted to do it. There was one physical therapist in the town that I lived in. Uh, he, where do you he, live? Are you in California? So I am California now, but I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Southwest Kansas. Um, oh, wow. A little, <laughs> a little town called Ulysses, Kansas. It's got 6,000 people. Yeah. I knew you, wow, you know, that is small. Were you, a, were you a Chiefs fan growing up? You know what? I, the, the weird part is I wasn't, I was, a, I was a Broncos fan cause we were actually closer to the Broncos than we were the Chiefs. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So it was about a four hour drive to, to Denver and it was about a six hour drive to Kansas city that was I didn't know, typical wait, hang on i didn't know denver is that close really? yeah denver's like four and a half i mean depending on how fast wow, you drive four or five hours that. see if i didn't do your show i wouldn't know that. Oh. <laughs> yeah you're gonna use that information i'm sure yeah, at some point in your that? that's interesting <laughs> no be honest with you that actually i'm gonna tell okay you say that you laugh but now that gives me a reason to go to chiefs camp if i know that the, if, if i know chiefs camp is only six hours from broncos camp i'm probably gonna make that drive oh wait wait, 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 wait. no no sorry i i i'd explain that incorrectly Okay. Where I grew up in Ulysses. Oh yeah, yeah, Kansas. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. You well, would you know? Tell drive. me That's this. Far. Tell me this. How far is Kansas City from Denver? That would be yeah. That would be about eight or nine hours. I could let you know what I might do Ooh, that. That's a lot of driving, man. Hey, That's I go to the outer. I, I go to the outer banks every summer from Philly. It's six and a half hours. It's easy as hell. Oh, anyway, man. Well, you talked about so you talked. You mentioned John, right? You know, John. Yeah, sure. You and John got 
uh, he, he knows well, actually go well. back. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let's put maybe the side. Oh man. I tried to flip wanna, it back on you. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I want to know. So, so you grew up in Ulysses, Kansas. Ulysses, Kansas. That's right. Oh, so Ulysses, did, either way. Okay. Why did you become a physical therapist? Right. So one physical therapist in town, I saw what he sort of did. I liked it. Um, he seemed to be, if we're being honest, he seemed to be pretty well off for himself. It's like, okay, I could do that. Um, and it just got in my head. That's what I wanted to do. Went to undergrad at K-State. Um, graduated the year Tyler Lockett and, and, and the Wildcats won the Big 12 championship, uh, then got crushed by Oregon. So went to that game. That was the fun. And graduated, got into physical therapy school. So basically what I'm saying is I, I lucked out because by the time I got to physical therapy school, I realized that this actually was a place that I wanted to be. I realized all the, I mean, the exact story you just laid out for yourself about, you know, wanting to lose weight, wanting to live a, live a healthier lifestyle that's what I'm super attracted to helping people avoid pills, injections, yes, um, you know, yes. procedures, all the things in yes. a conservative way, helping them live a healthier lifestyle, which is why I also started the, um, it's the fantasy fitness league. So basically all your fab, what you need to know is all your fab and your draft position is determined by how much exercise or physical activity you put down. I track that it's 72 teams this year. So inaugural year. So we have some people who wow. are pretty intense and wow. they, um, they got, they're getting like, so basically we track it by rating perceived exertion. So RPE one to 10 and their minutes and exercise. And you multiply that divided by seven, get an average. And some of these people are like, they joined for a reason and they're going to, they're going to crush it because they're exercising awesome. hard. Yeah. It's awesome, so, man. Awesome. I appreciate you asking though. That means a lot to me. No, I, 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 I'm someone, and I was talking about this at the sports broadcasting camp, uh, uh, virtual program that I'm, I was involved with today and speaking for about an hour. I'm the one who asks the questions. I generally don't talk about my career. So it, I love asking. I always want to know, how do you get started? Sure. I'm someone who has been inspired. I'm naturally very curious. That is why I became a reporter. So I want to know how the sausage is made, so to speak. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to know, isn't it funny, ironic? Uh, how did, why did you draft that player? If you're a general manager, um, why did you have a, a first-round grade when another team might have had a second-round grade? Why did you get hit a home run, home run with that player? Why did you not do that well with that player? Those are the things that inspire me because I, I want to know. I'm just generally very curious, and that's what keeps me going. So how does that – so then how does that – I, I do want to get back to that. But the sure, first thing ahead. I do want to know is how did you, how did you create this relationship with John and, and John yeah. and Fantasy Points? All right. So <laughs> John has told this story. John and I have worked together on SiriusXM Fantasy. Well, the, we were on the NFL channels. It was called SiriusXM Fantasy Football. So Steve Cohen, who was a mutual friend of ours, hired us in 2004 to host that show. Because I cover the NFL for a living, I would also host on the NFL channel. But I'd actually worked for John starting in 2000. Um, he knew that I was just starting my career as a reporter, and he liked my information because I also played fantasy. Mm-hmm. I was one of the NFL reporters who really embraced fantasy because I loved it. Fantasy is why I became a reporter, because I love numbers. Huh. And I wound up loving, I don't want to say I love people getting hurt, but I love the injury minutia. Yeah. And I became, Cohen was the, Cohen and Hanson were the first two real guys on ESPN.com's fantasy area. Steve was their injury insider, and, and John was the first guy to write fantasy for, one of the first guys to write fantasy. He wrote a column. Cohen wrote, wrote an injury column for ESPN.com. So Cohen... And I, I joined Cohen's site and I became a partner called footballinjuries.com. And John and Steve had a relationship. And what would happen is John, we would sell each other's content. We would sell John's content and he would sell our injury information, our, our subscriptions. We we're both subscription services. John and I became friends. 
and we see life out of the same eye. We're, we're very similar. Although if you listen to our show on Sirius, you'd say we're two different people. We are, but we see life out of the same prism. And we, 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 we make fun of each other religiously, if you've listened to us. I mean, we, we, John picks on me more than I pick on him. But, I'm sure he'd say the opposite. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, really? He, no, I, no, 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 no. Um, but but we, we, we care about each other. We're very close and we love the, the, we, lo- we like to laugh. And I work for John um, on the side starting in 2000. Because I remember during 9-11, we were both working. Either he told me or I told him to go look at the television. And um, that was in, in obviously 9-11. But, um, but I could tell you that if you go back to 2000, I think I would say, I would say that uh, I started with him in 2000, worked for a site. Yeah. Wow. It's been, so what happened was we worked, I worked for him on the side for like, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years. Then I went to ESPN and then that fall 13, because I was a paid contributor then Mm -hmm. I could do whatever I wanted. They couldn't tell me no. Mm -hmm. So I still work for John. I said, listen, they just offered me a deal a month in. I, you know, I won't be able to work for you, but they're nice enough to let me work through the season because I, I agreed. They'd all, they'd said, listen, we want to hire you full time. And uh, maybe an ESPN, them, right? Yeah, this okay. is the fall of thirteen. I was just a, I was on the show NFL Insiders, and they offered me a deal, a full time deal, um, a, a month in, which is cool. They they first told me it would take a year, and I was like, okay. But uh, I told you know I told them there that listen, I'm not willing. I'm not waiting for a year. I'm, I'm looking for full time work. So anyway, they hired me. Uh, it's, they offered me a deal in September. I agreed to, uh, we got the contract done in December. I said, John, I'm done. I can't work for you after the season, but they let me work through the fall. But I work from 01, I mean, 2000, 2001, I would say through the, so 13, 14 years. And then obviously not when I was at ESPN, not, not, I didn't go back to his site when he, before he sold it. Uh, and then obviously he, he just got, he started up fantasypoints.com. but John and I would always talk and he, he'd had a lot of questions for me from an NFL standpoint and, you know, background stuff. He knew kind of, John will tell you, John knows how plugged in I am when it comes to fantasy and who's winning jobs and who's good and who's bad. And if John looked at all my information, I think he would tell you if I've given him 500 pieces of information, maybe four or five have not happened. Wow. I just have it a high accuracy rate because I'm getting information from people who are making decisions. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't, you know, I, I just, cause I play fantasy, I know how to translate the information to something that will help him. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm really a consultant for John is my role as yeah, an analyst. Sort can, of sounds like it. Yeah. I'm really a consultant for him and, and their whole staff uh, to make sure they have the right information and they're not. See, the problem is when you're getting information from beat reporters, some of them are very good. Some of them are not very good. And you want to make sure you're getting information from the right people who to trust, who not to trust, John will run stuff for me. There are guys who ask me questions. We have off the record um, Zoom sessions and I've given them some stuff that will blow your mind. Just would give them background on this is what's really happening. Stuff that I can't report, but I just want them to know that this for fantasy, I don't tell them the, 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 the nitty gritty stuff, but I, I just give a, Hey, listen, just so you know, just because they're saying this, this is really what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I only relate it to fantasy. I keep some stuff from them. That they can't learn. Of course. I can't tell them. Of course. But I, I translate stuff. I like, Hey, that's, or if they, you know, uh, you'll see something out there. Hey, this is out there. 
I'll go, no, that's not true. That report is not true. I don't want to shoot down the reporter. I don't want to you know, make, criticize the guy, but I'm telling you, this is what's going on. So, so how I, does that I, work, Adam? Yeah. How, 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 I mean, you, how do you, first of all, how do you curate who, you know, who to trust, who to not trust? I mean, I've, then, I've done it for 20 years. Right? I mean, yeah, you here's true. what, okay. But no, but here's, here's where you're going. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I learned, and I got this from my father, who was an attorney, you really have to ask the right questions and you have to take that information. I'm an evaluator of people and situations in my life. I've always done that. And I would have become a, an attorney if I, was a good enough student, I probably would have done that. I just, uh, I, I wasn't patient. I just didn't have the patience to be an attorney. Uh, but God bless people who've, who've gone to law school. I just can't, yeah. I just can't stand still. I just yeah. can't. But um, to move the forward, what I would do is I would start assessing, Jay Glazer, my former business partner, told me this many years ago. If you hang around the wrong people, you'll never get to where you want. You, if you don't figure out who knows what the hell they're talking about, who doesn't, just make sure you're not hanging around the wrong people. And I, you're not going to see, no, I have a lot of friends. I'm friendly with a lot of reporters. I'm not friends with a lot of reporters. Why would I run out, hang around with my competitors? Right, I, I don't, right. what's the point of doing it? I have mm-hmm. nothing against them. I'm friendly with a lot of guys. I, I wish these guys well, but what is the point of it? So when I, my, my relationships are with general managers, personnel directors, scouts, head coaches, coordinators, coaches, that's it. And, and some team doctors who've really formed my information for years. Like that it's, I'm known as an injury insider. I, I have no medical degree and I'll never want one. I, I can never get one. I just not something I'm interested in, but I could tell you with absolute certainty when the, not, not when exactly when the player's coming back, but I could tell you how old perform probably if he can perform or cannot perform. It's from 20 years of gathering information on NFL injuries. It's just something that I've done. And I have a high accuracy rate. I mean, I'm not like uh, my friend, Dr. David Chow, who's an injury analyst by film. <laughs> Doc, right. Doc's funny. He and I have known each other for a while. I, I couldn't do that because I'm, uh, I'm not a doctor. I, don't, I can't look at it. What looks to be a grade two MCL, I can't grade that from tape. I could just tell you from an NFL standpoint, if it's a running back, he's not playing this week. If he's an O-lineman, he's probably going to play this week. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I could tell you from 20 years of reporting. I believe that. 100%. But I cannot tell you um, what that video looks like because I'm not an expert looking, okay, that might be the medial collateral. I'm not sure because I've never examined anybody. So <laughs> that's that's the challenge. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, we get that wrong too because that video stuff's tough. That video, I, that I don't video know how to do is... that. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's funny. Before I became friendly with Doc, I thought he was a quack in terms of, <laughs> like, who the hell could look at video like, that? you can't do that. But then <laughs> right. when he explained to me how he did it, now it makes sense because if mm-hmm. you're examining these people, you know exactly where the ligament is. That's right. And his right. accuracy rate is just ridiculous. It's, I, I give him credit. He's really good at it. Yeah, he's really, really good at what he does. He's one of the influencers of mine. He, uh, he's definitely a dude that, uh, that a lot of us that are trying to do this, this fantasy injury yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, really, we, we obviously want to be well, what he well, is. The, the problem is you, he has one advantage, which you'll never have unless you get hired by an NFL team. He's right. the only the one experience. doing it. Mm-hmm. No, he's the only one who's ever worked for an NFL team. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's, that's something that I'll always concede. If we disagree on something, I might not know why I might not know what the issue is. Cause a lot of times we do him and I have similar views on things. If we, you know, well, yeah, but here's my question. He's, he's always going to, I'm always going to concede to him. Here's my question. Have you worked on football players? Uh, yes, I've worked on football players. It's not the, to the highest level. It's not the NFL level. No, Um, I get it. But that, that's the, that's the key though. At least you've done with football players because some of the teams that actually looked toward hiring people who had not worked with 
NFL players or football players. They work with soccer players. There's absolutely no corollary no, to it. Right. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I, right. I, no offense to, to physical therapists that work with soccer players. There was like zero connection to NFL players. It's a waste yeah. of time. That makes sense I've, to me. I know this because I've talked to NFL team doctors about this. Like, why would anyone hire a soccer, someone who's been a physical therapist for soccer players? And I have a lot of respect for him, but I'm talking about the connection to mm-hmm. understand how to treat a football player. And the, the usage of limbs is completely different. It makes no sense. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. No, no, that's a good point. You're making really good, good points. So how do those relationships that you, that you talk about with executives and, and, t- and obviously you can't, you can't divulge too much. So I don't want to hold your feet to the fire or yeah. anything. How, how does that generally work? You know, how, why, why do we see so many conflicting reports that I've, I've always wondered, you know, you put something out and then another very reliable source also put something out. It's not like we ever want to, you know, put you against each other in any way, but sometimes reporters who are very accurate in their sources as well, they, they conflict. How does that end up happening and how does that work? Um, you know, I work with Adam Schefter. So he was the one who recommended me for the ESPN job. So he would be obviously the, the most trustworthy guy or Jay Glazer too, was a friend and a former business partner. And, um, you know, there are a lot of good reporters out there, but you have to see the history of accuracy. Uh, the, the NFL reporting becomes bad when people who don't do reporting for a living start reporting. I'm not going to say names or anything like that, but just be careful for your trust. Han- John Hanton has a funny line, uh, which I love. Uh, in the fantasy business, it was like a cottage industry. Back in um, late 90s, where I met John at a uh, fantasy convention, 1998, <laughs> it was just what fantasy started to take off. And, and then in 2000, 2001, everyone and their mother was getting into fantasy business because it was so lucrative and everyone knew that. And as far as the fantasy analysts like Matt- Matthew Berry, who I know him as Matt, I've known him, John and I have known him since probably 99 or 2000 before he, you know, before he went to ESPN. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we would see these guys, there were so many guys trying to do fantasy and be, be an analyst and, and be, and, and prognosticate. John would always say, just be careful who you get your information from. Some of these guys are plumbers and, and, and uh, we're not criticizing plumbers, but he would, he would say, well, I get be careful. He could be mm-hmm. a plumber. Not that there's anything wrong with being a plumber, but, how much time is that plumber going to have to being an expert? John only does his fantasy. That's it. So someone has a second career. I, hey, that's fine. If you have to do that, make ends meet. I, I applaud you. But if you're going to say that, you know what the hell you're talking about. It's hard to do that when you're not doing this full time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can so, see so, right. So getting back to the NFL, I have a real hard time with people who start doing reporting that are not reporters. It's, it's, I, I had a soapbox. Uh, I got actually got into Twitter. I don't get into Twitter beefs. I rarely respond to questions <laughs> anymore or, or comments. I just don't, it's mostly a waste of time the way Twitter is. But I, I, over the years I've gotten into with people there, we, there was a big blow up I had. I've only had one in, in what Twitter's, whatever it's 13 years. It actually happened three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. There was some really bad information out there. I'm not even going to point anyone to it. It was just, it was on, it, it was on, there were a couple pieces of information that were complete nonsense. And, and I go, I, and I jumped in, I said, folks, this is not true. Be careful of who you, be careful of people who don't report for a living. And oh my God, I got, people are coming at me. And I was like, all right, bring it on. And I explained it. And thank God that some of the people who are following me, I'm following said, you're absolutely right. I get what you mean. The, 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 the Jagos on Twitter who mm-hmm. Twitter tough guys wanted to come at me and I'm like, I'm done. You know, I, 
I went about a minute and a half with it. But it goes to your point. Now, you ask me, how do you know who to trust? It's a history of reporting and being accurate. If I've put out in my career since 2099, I don't know, 10,000 reports, I've probably gotten 10 wrong since that time. I could tell you the one, I could almost tell you the time. I got two stories wrong at ESPN in four and a half years. That's pretty great, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> as Schefter will tell you, because we're, we're the same in that way, I only remember the ones I got wrong. That, that's mm. just that's how I'm wired. I'm, yeah. I'm, no. Yeah. No. I mean, you're, you're competitive, and you, but you, yeah. Right. Right. And it bothers a bleep out of me. Uh, it was a Tony Romo scoop I had because I didn't. I I thought I had it or I didn't need to check, double check mm-hmm. um, with my source there, which is a pretty damn good source. But um, and there was another one that was really small. That was the only one that was of decent of decent importance that I got wrong. But just be careful. I have a history of accuracy. I mean, I I have a rule, and so does any reporter worth their weight in gold. I'd rather be right than first. And that'll Absolutely. never change. Absolutely. And that's, it comes down to the culture too. It's so funny how you can put really, cause right now it's so, it's so saturated. Like you said, people who are have second jobs, but they want to, they want to do something like put information out and they just really should be careful because being first doesn't always mean that you're going to be right. Um, that's right. Uh, I think that's what, that's what I took away from what you said. So I know you got just a few more minutes here. Let's talk about then real quick. What? I got about 15, so I'm good. Oh, Go you got 15? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. okay, good. Oh, no, we're good then. Well, so you say that you basically are, this year, you are, you know, you changed to a vegan diet and mainly vegan. Well, actually, I've actually been a, no, actually, I've been a vegetarian since 2014, but mostly ah. vegan. Yeah, I'm mostly vegan. I, the, twice a month, I have a pizza. I, I, I love pizza. Oh, yes. I haven't had meat in seven years and i have no, zero interest in it so that's what i was going to ask is how does that work on the road when you're on the road as much because you, you know how easy it is to just grab oh quick i and i um i eat on pretty it and... well right i well i'll never eat meat i i'll i just won't do it i have no sure. interest in it but i could always find, i don't eat impossible burgers anymore because they're not it's you know it's chemically it's it, impossible burgers i like the taste but they're not true they've never come out and said this is vegan yeah and it's mechanically engineered so oh, yeah, i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna eat it mm. i have veggie burgers that i know are are made with real products um impossible burgers are tasty though i'll tell you what but <laughs> veggie burger <laughs> I, I, I i have a thousand soups um you name it i could get I, I really don't years ago i used to have trouble not i could get a, i could get a meal anywhere if i have to i'll have salmon mm-hmm. salmon maybe once a year usually at the combine but when uh, I go to um, St. Elmo's, which is a big steakhouse, and people look at me like I'm weird, I have salmon. But hey, they're taking me out for dinner. I got to go, but yeah. you know, I'll go. I'll go out with friends. But uh, anyway, how did yeah, I, how it, did that happen? How did you change to, to vegetarian? If you don't mind sharing. Okay, so I was so sick and tired of being tired all the time. Yeah, wanted to take naps in the middle of the day, and I was 250 pounds in probably 2011, and I I uh, was before I went to ESPN, and I said. I, my wife's like, you know, you should do the two week test, which is no dairy, no meat. And I'm like, ah, I'm not doing it. She said, just do it. She's right. Every time she asked me, she's got to meet like you, you, she's got me to eat so great that every time she says she wants me to eat something and I say, no, she's right. I mean, literally every time. <laughs> the only thing she isn't one on is peppers. I just don't like them. You don't like peppers? Oh man. Nah, I don't. I know. I'm a big tomato guy. But, uh, so anyway, um, I just was so sick and tired of being tired. And what happened was I noticed 
after the two week test, I said, okay, okay, you're onto something with this thing. I'm, I don't know what's going on. My energy is through the roof. I feel really good. Okay. Okay. I got to keep doing this. I got to keep doing this. And it's since I've never stopped. I stopped eating meat. I've probably in the seven years had a, a burger once. I was a Wendy's double cheese freak. And unfortunately where I lived in Philly, we had a Wendy's about two minutes away. So that didn't help. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you yeah, feel like crap after that, after that one in seven years or did you, did you feel fine? Um, it tasted great, but I'm like, I don't need this. And I know yeah. what it does to my body and how unhealthy it is for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other than the protein, everything else is not good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm not going to get into folks who are listening to this. Why it's not even worth it. Just trust me. It's not healthy for you. you they may, they may think it is. Um, I mean, protein's great. But, well, um, then, don't, then don't tell them. Moderation. Tell them instead no, why no, they should eat was, vegetables. No, no. But what I would tell you is if you're going to eat meat, I tell my, my meat eater friends, A, do it in moderation. B, have lean meat. Mm-hmm. Have flank steak. Have a, have a thin cut filet. But don't have steak, flank steak, if you can. Uh, but I just don't, I don't miss it. Uh, there's so much I eat. Um, I mean, I can eat just about anything that's not meat. I have, I don't. I eat veggies. I mean, I like everything. I love tofu. I love tofu. People laugh. I love, no, it's gotta be seasoned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tofu plain is not, not, no, it's just, just, right. But if you, if you dress it up with any kind of sauce, it's phenomenal and and it's filling and, uh, but I, I, you name it, I eat it pretty much anything that, anything that is vegetarian and not have meat or cheese, I'm pretty much going to have it. So what's your favorite, what's your favorite meal? What's your favorite vegetarian or, or vegan meal? Oh God. My wife makes the best vegan cheesesteak. It's phenomenal. Ooh, a vegan so cheesesteak. Tell me more. Right. So if you're in Philly, we have what are called Amoroso rolls. They're a long roll. And she sticks, she, she sticks in there um, long broccoli, broccolini, and all sorts of vegetables and throws it in with um, olive oil and vegan cheese. It's off the hook. I use Follow Your Heart cheese, which is vegan. And, uh, or I make a V I, I use follow your heart cheese, uh, to make a grilled cheese, which I had before I was on with you tonight. Oh my God. It was good. You cannot tell the difference between that cheese and, um, regular cheese. I got to tell you. And I, 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 this is an unsolicited comment. I, I'm not, I've nothing against, um, uh, impossible burgers. I, I like the taste. I just, until they could tell me it's hundred percent vegan, I'm, I'm not going to have it. That's just the way it is, but I, yeah. I love them. The impossible. I'll tell you what. Out where, are you in, where are you, San Diego? I am in Sacramento. Okay. There's a company. I don't know. If, I know they're in, they're near Niners Complex. Actually, it's called The Counter. Do you have them near you? I don't know. I don't, I they're haven't in, heard of they're them. They're in Cupertino when I go to Niners Camp. Mm. Uh, they're, they're out in California and out west. I get a, I will have an Impossible Burger there because I love grilled mushrooms. Um, they have this incredible impossible burger stack with mushrooms. <laughs> I sent to my wife and she's like out of her mind. She's so jealous. <laughs> so that would be, yeah, that would say when I decide I'm going to have the impossible burger like twice a year out there, I could get them here. You can get them anywhere. I stack vegan cheese with mushrooms. I love mushrooms. My wife got me into mushrooms. I love them when they're sauteed. My God, they're good for you. And they t- they're off the hook good with uh, olive oil. So there you what go. else? What other? I mean, we're down this recipe truck. What's your next favorite recipe? What else do I like? Oh God, I don't. Uh, it's like because I eat so many different things. Uh-huh. What do you have for snacks? Uh, pistachio nuts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. apples, oranges, raspberries. Blue. I'm a big berry guy. I make oatmeal two or three times a week. 
I have uh, Amy's tofu scramble, which is phenomenal in the morning. What do you say to the people who say being vegan and vegetarian is too expensive? It's not. That's the funny thing. It's so funny you mentioned that. Years ago, you know, I read up on it. Oh, it's 25% more. First of all, Whole Foods prices have come down. I go to, you don't have this out where you are, but anyone, any of us, any of you listen to us out east, we have Wegmans. Wegmans has the best Oh, I've prices. heard of Wegmans. I've heard you of You have it. heard of Wegmans. Have you? Okay. I've heard from Ben. <laughs> okay. oh, right, right, right. Ben will know. Wegmans is phenomenal. Um, they're, they're, it's, it's actually not much, it's not much more. Trust me on that. But think about it. You should never put a price on feeling good. And when I have, I have, I'm 54 years old. I literally have zero soreness in my body. None. When I try to, when I fly to Seattle, I get right up and I'm good. Where other people are like a pretzel. They're like, oh, I can't move. I'm fine. It, it doesn't, flying doesn't bother me because I'm, I'm not sore because I'm a vegetarian. I, I don't eat meat and I process really well. Yeah. And exactly. I don't have a lot of cheese. I'm very careful with how much cheese I have. But when I get down to 190, 185, you're going to understand why I did it. Because it's, I mean, it's I understand just, it now. I mean, I'm on board now with you. That's right. why I'm letting you just promote the hell right. out of it. <laughs> no, the reason is the reason is because um, I want to get my cholesterol count well. It's the only thing I have in my life that's not right now is my cholesterol count. Though it's gone from 310 to 235, I want it to like 175, 180, which is about as healthy as it gets. I have to do that because I'm older. I'm 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 more susceptible to some some health issues, so I got to be careful. But I want to get rid of these chins here. I want to get rid of these. If you're, if you're seeing us visually sure. and I just, I want to get, I just want to be able to wear certain clothes and that's it, man. Really. I feel good, but I could even feel better if I drop more weight. And I'm kind of one of these people when I say I'm going to get something done, there's nothing going to stop me. There you go. But I've stopped myself from making excuses. I've made, I'm one of these guys. Oh, you know what? I'll start on Monday. I'll start it. I had a, run, <laughs> I had a running joke. I was going to start doing, losing fat madness at like midnight you know you, you know midnight madness madness mm-hmm. college teams it's like every excuse in the book i said all right that's it you're done i was holding myself accountable and i finally did it you know i'm down about 12 to 15 something what, like that. what uh are you, are you only doing tennis or are you doing anything else physical activity no i walk i don't hate running yeah <laughs> I, I, no i, I but see I'm, my friend chad and i because our we're right now it's that we play at 7 a.m because it's so goddamn hot with the humidity mm-hmm so it'll be low 70s, a little humid at 7 a.m. And then once, once we get to October in Philly, it's probably going to be in the 60s, high 60s. Perfect weather, and we'll probably play a little bit later. But we're going to play. You know, I asked him, I said, hey, are you willing to play every other day until you can't, until you go back? Because he flies a lot for his, his career. Being a venture capitalist, you know, you're trying to get deals done, so you fly a lot, but they can't fly. They're not flying, so he's going to be home for this fall. Yeah. So, and he just moved toward me, so it's just a God blessing. I mean, my God, I could have asked for a better situation. Guy I want to play tennis with just moved close to me. So I'm just – everything is rolling. It's great, and it's, it's going to happen. And I look forward to uh, – I look, I look forward to wearing certain clothes I could never wear. I mean, my college weight was 195. My high school, it was 185. If I could get between 195 – I want to get between 185 and 190, and that's it. That's yeah, well, I can tell. I can tell you're a man that you said, like you said, nothing's going to stop you. You're going to nah, get there. You're not, determined. I hear it in your voice. Yeah, and I love it. And I love it when a couple of friends of mine that know me really close to me. Uh, John's close to me, but there's some people who've known me for actually longer than John. They laugh every time I've said it. I've never. I was half serious. My friend said this is the first time I was actually serious about it. And then uh, one uh, one friend of mine saw me. He's like, 
dude, I see something. Okay, you do look a little different. I said, mm-hmm. and I said, yeah, it's not just the haircut. Yeah, I got the shortest. <laughs> I just got the shortest haircut of my life. So, because um, I want it to last like two or three months. So anyway, yeah, yeah. That, that's enough about me. No, it's not. No, it's not. Absolutely. Let's, let's Where else do you want to go here? Well, Where well, I, I was going to tell you here, shameless plug by me. I mean, if you ever Please need do. any, yeah. if, you, oh, if you need any uh, exercise ideas, I mean, I've, I've, I've trained. Well, I don't like running. Well, here's my thing is I don't like running. I like ah, running. You wouldn't have to run. No. Well, what run. do you got? What do you got? We got a lot of stuff, some high intensity stuff, low intensity stuff. We can mix it up with the walking. Hey man, you just let me know. You hit me up. Well, I don't want to wear the weights though. Cause I'm naturally big. You're, you're going to see when I get to 185, I'll be cut. Cause I'm, I'm big bone. And I, I started seeing my, my arms develop. I'm like, it's kind of comical from playing tennis. I'm like, where do these come? Where does this come from? <laughs> I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I looked at my chest. I'm like, uh Oh, something's developing here. And I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, all right, when I get down to 185, well, the only thing is, as you know, when people lose a lot of weight, they get a little bit of this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I got to make sure I tone more. But so what do you got? What, what ideas do you have? Hey, I mean, it depends what you like. You said you don't like to, you say you like running. to walk and you like, and you, walk, and you like walking, to play tennis. Yeah. I mean, yeah. any of the handball sports, I mean, that's any of that. Stuff, I, oh, wait, pickleball. Do you know anything about pickleball? I don't know anything about pickleball, but I can tell it's you huge. to go play it. It's huge. No, it's absolutely. So where we play tennis, there's a pickleball court near it. And I watched it. I'm like, this is easy. <laughs> this is easy because it's a small court. Yeah. And you just, it's like paddle ball. It's really simple. No, I, I'm glad you brought this up because I'll probably wind up doing that. But what, when you walk, Mm-hmm. what i i don't really want to wear the resistance weights yeah no no what, no what, what could what could you what could you what could you suggest so it depends i mean it depends what your goals are and what you like you seem like a guy that wants to be really engaged and you're yeah. obviously extremely competitive if i had a client like you what i would say is okay let's take one day where i'm gonna walk for how long do you usually walk um if i want to walk to be honest with you um you're gonna love the story is being competitive my wife challenged me one day I, we were on a walk <laughs> We were on a walk 10 miles from home and uh, seven to 10 miles from home, I'd say. And I was like, you know, what? I want to go, I want to go home. She's like, well, the only way you're going to go home is walking. And you're not, you're obviously not going to walk. I'm like, are you challenging me? She's you're not going <laughs> to do, do it. I'm like, okay. So in, I was not dressed right for it. It was, I don't, I don't know if, it, I don't think it was sweatpants. I, I just know it was not the greatest clothes to wear, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause we were in a casual walking attire. Yeah. And I walked like, and it was not, it took me three hours to get home, but she challenged me. And How many miles it. was it? That's seven miles. Oh, dude, you it was not seven. smart. It was not smart. Impromptu seven was, miles. But it was not safe. <laughs> right. Because right, I right. had to walk near, like on the side of traffic. So uh, it, I, 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 if I had to do it again, I wouldn't have done it, but I wanted to, I wanted her to know that if you're you trying to point. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So what, on average then, how far do you walk right now? Uh, usually two or three miles. Okay. Two or three miles. You time yourself. Let's say you get your hour, about an hour. Okay. Yeah, maybe less then I would just, you're, you would actually be your super easy client. I'd be like, all right, dude, yeah. you got to walk that in 50 minutes. And, okay. I say, and I'm going to say, I don't think that you can do it. And then I'd, I'd have you do it. And then once you get to 50 oh, minutes, by I'd say, intensity. Look, uh-huh, uh, go, uh-huh. Okay. I got it. Okay. And then you'd say okay. every, every, uh, then I would say every half mile, you need to do 20 air squats. And then I would challenge you that way. Ooh, how do you do air squats? No, you just squat down, pop back up. Just like you that. said, you don't, you don't, you don't have joint pain, right? None. Yeah, no, you just squat down, pop right back up. No, you I'm not, I haven't, I haven't had joint pain since I became a vegetarian, folks. It, it, if I'm, if I'm encouraging people to do one thing, uh, is to, if you ever consider being a vegetarian, I'm a perfect example of how to feel better and not be sore. Cause I know I, I, it, it makes, it, it's just so sad when I talk to friends who are 
in constant pain. You know, being a physical therapist, there are a lot of people in our world that are in pain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm not, and I'm very lucky. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, what I'm telling you is that I made a commitment to be a vegetarian. And because my wife, she saved my life, quite frankly. I don't know I'd be alive right now if she didn't uh, encourage me to do it. And I stayed with it. Uh, it, How long it have you is, been married? We've been, met, we've been together since 97, six. We got married in two. We got married in two thousand. John tells a great story. I got to tell you the story. So John meets my mom, and I I don't remember telling my mom that I work for John, but she said something like to John, "Oh, you're his boss." My mom now is ninety. She's doing great, by the way. She's also she's not a vegetarian, but she's in unbelievable physical shape. But I for John knows I can't. John knows it better than I do. I I don't even remember her saying it, but John. Mm -hmm. Claims that she said, "Oh, you're the you're his boss," <laughs> and I was like, "It's so embarrassing! It's so ridiculous." You that, work for him now. My, 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 I know my wife's a typical Jewish mother, you know, Yenta. But anyway, I could say that being a Jew. Anyway, absolutely. No, absolutely. no offense to anybody. No, no, no. You're not offended. I mean, I can't say that you're not offended. I mean, this I world. I mean, are. come on, this world. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I, you, you know. gotta gotta cross cheese, dot your eyes. Well, I, okay. So I, again, this Keep has going. been yeah, super, 10 more super minutes. fun. 10 minutes. Go okay. Ahead. 10 more minutes. Good, good, good. So then tell me, tell me more about the, the, you and your wife and, and tell, tell me more about how, how you guys, what your relationship's like. You said you've been married since 2000 or 96, which one? No, we met in 96. Met in 96. Um, no, Jesus Christ. When did we get married? Oh my God. We got oh, May, man. May of, May oh, of, man. May of no, <laughs> Memorial Day weekend in, in Cancun in, oh, Four. Oh, four. I think it's oh, four. I forget the, I get my years mixed up. Final answer? I know my wife's birthday is, I know her exact birthday. That I'll never forget. So let's just say it was oh, four. Okay. So it was, I, yeah, I know it was Memorial Day weekend in, uh, in Cancun. That was, that was an awesome time, man. That was, uh, in Cancun, Cancun, I miss it. Huh? Yeah, we got on, married on the beach. We had our family over. Oh, that's so uh, cool. We love Cancun. The, <laughs> the reason why we stopped going is because my wife uh, doesn't want to board our dogs anywhere. Mm. What so, kind of dogs do you have? Uh, we now have one cockapoo. We had two that passed away. Oh, and nice. we have a bit, we, we actually have a fan. We have a fan. We have a, uh, my wife created a, a uh, Twitter account. Um, if you're following me on Twitter, you'll see me retweet. It's the only dog account I retweet. <laughs> we have over 2000 followers, like 2,300. It's ridiculous. That's so awesome. I know it's ridiculous, but it's cool. Yogi's a great boy. He's a uh, typical, typical Ophi. He's actually a big, big cockapoo. Cockapoos are typically not over like 30 pounds. He's about 41. He's a great kid. Having a dog is another thing that changed my life. I mean, I, I never really wanted one. My wife pushed me to get one and really it's like the best thing ever. Oh, it God, seems to be the best. theme around here, Adam, your wife. What's that? This, yeah. She's, um, yeah. the thing is I, I'm one of these people. I'm always going to listen. doesn't mean I'm going to do it, but the secret to life is you never know as much as you know, you think, you know, and that's the secret sauce of my career. Always being curious and always wanting to be better. And again, you don't have to, do it, but listen. And that's been the secret of my career of having good mentors and figuring out what's next and being versatile and trying to get better. And that's kind of really the way that I run my career. Is that what you would say to anybody, any listener trying to break yeah. into oh, the NFL sure. as an insider? Or oh, journalism? Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, so if you go to school for journalism, see, I didn't, the funny thing is I wanted to be a play-by-play -play guy. I'd never thought of becoming a reporter. And what happened was uh, growing up in Philly, there was one thing, though, was always in my mind, growing up here, being an Eagles fan and sort of a Raiders fan, is I can never learn the game. No one could speak the game. This is before the internet. 
no one could teach me the game. And I said, you know what? I, I got to learn this game. So yeah. I said, uh, one way or another, I'm going to be up in that press box. I remember as an Eagle season ticket holder, it's probably about n- between 96 and 98. I'm like, I looked up and I go, one day I'm going to be up there. And I was five years later, I, I got a credential to uh, be in the press box. Gosh. So dang. yeah, it's, um, I have the perseverance and I've been laid off 26, see 26 years of being in this, the media business, I've been laid off twice. My last time I got laid off was with ESPN under contract for a year and a half. After I just signed an extension a year and a half before that. And um, the thing that I would also tell you is you, you know, you're talking about, you know, about journalism and how, you know, how to get in the business. There's next to zero chance that you can make it in the media business. Now, if you're starting out and not be versatile and not be able to do more than you're normally doing, it's just the business has changed. It's very myopic, very narrow. And, they're just, there's not a lot of imagination for what companies. Do you mean by that? Can you explain that? Um, you, you've got to, companies now are downsized. You have got to stand out, not just from reporting, if you want to be a reporter or you are a reporter, but you've got to do different things. I've never left the fantasy business, though, as a full time NFL reporter. I still hosted that show with John when they asked me, can I still work? And I was like, yes, I'm going to work. ESPN, our, our, they were so great to me. They said, what days did you want to come up to Bristol? And I said, I want Wednesday and Thursday. If you could give me that, that'd be great. So for four and a half years, I worked every Wednesday, every Thursday for probably, well, my contract was a hundred and some odd days per year. I had to be on television. So that I would, what I would do, Edwin, if I could, if I had to work Friday at ESPN, if they asked me to do it, I would, it would never say no, but if I had to be up there, what I would do is I would do the show from ESPN. I would do it from the radio studios, but I would still do it every Friday without fail. I never not did it. I mean, I would always do it because I wanted, John is the reason it, it's no offense to anyone else. Mm-hmm. I mean, several times I thought about not giving it up and not doing it anymore because it wasn't in for the money. It doesn't pay a lot of money, but I do it for the love of working with John. It's just, if you know him, you know him. And obviously anyone who's watching this podcast, who, who's a, who's a, uh, who's a fancypoints.com subscriber, and if you're, even if you're not, and this is no offense to my friend Matthew Berry or, or Evan <laughs> Silva, who was a friend, and the other fantasy people, it's John and everybody else, and it's not a criticism of them. They're, a lot of those guys are brilliant, yeah. but John, John, John is the best. I've analyzed all of them. It's not even remotely close. Because of the accuracy, his willingness to put his ass on the line, and put his name, he doesn't, he never lifts anyone's information. He never copies off of anyone. A lot of these people in the fantasy industry, industry stole from John over the years. It's, it's insulting how bad it's been. Yeah, that's. I always like, wonder how much that goes on, too. Oh, it's bad. It's not only bad in the NFL reporting business. It's really actually worse in the fantasy business. I mean, I know John's had some issues with people. I've seen it. It's Well, it's so easy, right? Funny. I mean, you, you create a fake email, you create a fake name, then you, you subscribe, and then you've got all the content that you would you got want it. to how present. You know that? That's actually own. what they would do. They would actually steal his information, and he had to go after some people. Jeez. That's exactly what happened. You knew that. Yeah, I'm surprised you knew that. Yeah, that's, guys would – these fantasy servers would steal his stuff, and then take – they would change the name of it, but it would be exactly the same content that John would have. Oh, geez. They didn't even try yeah, to it was, hide yeah, it, was it or anything? Bad. No, not, not really well. Somehow either I would find it, he would find it, um look he's john's a stud i mean he's he's great at what he does but i love barry i think matt does a great job silva's a buddy he's terrific there are a lot of great fantasy analysts but there's john and he's he's the king he's he's the best and again it's it's because a is accurate and b he's fearless and i really mm-hmm. respect people who are not worried about what other people think they Absolutely. just i've never worried about whatever anyone thought neither is john 
I care about, I care about people, sure. but when you start worrying about what people think, you'll never get there. You just sure. got to, you just got to be fearless. And I'm totally fearless. Always have been and always will be. So then to that note, what do you, what would you say then? And maybe we're getting a little deep. You don't have to answer this question. Go ahead. I don't care. What, what would you say your biggest failure is your own personal, your biggest failure? Oh God. God, that's a great question. And if you can't think of it, then you can also tell me your biggest no, accomplishment. No, I've missed it. No, no, but the accomplishments, it's all cool. I mean, working at ESPN, Schefter mm-hmm. recommended me for the job is very, very cool. But mm-hmm. um, I would say, and this is, goes into life, I'm probably, well, it's a, it's, it's a failure, but it's also a compliment at the same time. I'm a really good evaluator of people and situations. I have friends who lean on me for advice on how to handle stuff and evaluate situations and people. I'm really good at it, but I've missed on, I've had some bad misses. In what Um, way? What's your worst miss? What do you mean? When people have deceived me, like I thought Mm. I knew who I was getting involved with or what. And then six months later, I see a behavior. I'm like, God damn it. Why didn't I briefly fucking see that? Excuse my life. Yeah. Yeah. And it it burns me. And I'm like, I got to be better. Like I got to learn from it. There's, I always feel Edwin that there's something I missed. There's something I missed in my Intel I get intel on everybody that I deal with, particularly when I'm going to get involved from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I generally am right all the time. And I, there's a friend of John and I who was a mutual friend. And I, you know, here's a great, I'm not going to tell you who the person is or the company he works for, but I just distinctly remember, I, the guy's a friend of mine. So I had to help him. And I said, listen, you better be careful. This guy's, I wouldn't hire this guy. And this guy told me I, I was full of bleep, but I know what I was talking about. I know this guy I said, okay. Two days later, the guy goes, oh, my God, you're right. How did you know? I said, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to say this. I'm not trying to bury this guy. That's not what I do. I just, I care about people. I want you to be right. And I'm sticking my neck out for you. Yeah. And I don't need to do this. I'm do- Why would I say this unless I know I'm right? Right. Because, right. you know, that, so I, I pride myself on, as a reporter of not being wrong. And I'm an information gatherer. I, that's all I do for a living is gather information. I mean, it, I'll give you an example. When, my, when I met my wife, we, you laugh at this. So 1996, my wife was the HR manager at Lord & Taylor in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. And I lost my job, uh, whatever the hell I was doing back then. I was in retail, I think. And uh, I saw my wife. I like tall women. My wife's five, almost 5'11". I'm sure about 5'10". And I'm very intimidated by women. I just was so, I, I, I cannot, the, the, really? the, thing, the thing that I struck, I know here's the, <laughs> you would think if I say I'm fearless, but I hate rejection and I'm so scared for someone to tell me no. So I had so, such low self-esteem. I couldn't ask her out. We were there six months together. I, I was so afraid of her because I knew she'd tell me no. So, uh, I don't want to tell the whole story because it's, it's, it, but it's, this is Why? So okay. Weird. Is it because of personal reasons or because you're afraid? Uh, uh, no, I, I, you know, because no holds I, bars I, here, man. We're explicit. If that's what you're worried about. Well, well no, 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 that's not explicit, but no, but what, no, but no, 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 that's not explicit. But, but I would tell you, this is how low my self-esteem is and, okay. and it okay. was, and I, I do struggle with this a little bit mm-hmm. in confidence sometimes, but I do pride myself in being right. But the problem that I had was I was so scared because there's no one who looks like this is going to go out with me. There's no way. So what I did, this is my reporter skills. So I asked just about everyone I knew who worked with her. I needed background. Hey, was she married? Did she have a boyfriend? I didn't know much <laughs> you said her. a reporter. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had to find out. I, I had to make sure that I could have had a chance to get her. Oh, man. So I need to know. And here's the crazy thing. So you're going to love the story. 
I made up some story about uh, about part-time health benefits. I'm like, who has part-time health benefits? I'm like, what Miss Johnson's, you know? So I go up there and I'm so scared. I'm like, what kind of bullshit can I give her that she's going to talk to me? So, and then, and I said, by the way, and, and, and you could say no if you want, you know, I, I mean, I probably could get fired for even asking her out. It's probably not right. I said, would, would you go out with me? She's like, you know what? I've been waiting for you to ask me. <laughs> and I literally, you could have pushed me over with a feather. I was like, so in shock. <laughs> I was like. You wasted all that time in reality. Yeah. And here's another thing that's embarrassing. I actually, um, I don't know. How the hell did we get here? But talking about this. It's funny <laughs> we got here because we're curious. About. I'm but curious no, about you. Right. I love it. So, so what happened was in the interim before I actually asked her out, I was, I said, okay, I'm going to buy concert tickets to, to, uh, to Steely Dan and then ask her out. And then I chicken out and I went to Steely Dan alone before I asked her out. Cause I, I was so intimidated by her. I mean, Ooh. statuesque women don't go out with schlubs like me. So I was like, she's like, <laughs> well, how, how tall are you? I'm five, uh, six, about six and a half, six foot, one half inch about. Oh, dude, you're not short though. And about two twenty two. When I started it, yeah, I'm actually down 50 pounds. So I just weighed myself. So I'm down 15. I, I was probably then 225, but in much better physical shape because I was active, mm-hmm. very active, playing hoops. I was a big hoops player in my, my, nice. uh, my 30s. And I'm starting, if I get down to 200, I'm definitely going to play hoops again and not just sure. tennis. But, um, it, but what I can tell you, folks, why am I telling you this stuff? It's hard to, to, to win over your spouse. But if you have a plan and you get your information, you're probably going to get it right. If I didn't know how to get information, I never would have asked her out because I wouldn't have felt comfortable enough. I just knew that she didn't have a boyfriend. She was, she was not married or she had been married once before me. But get your information, folks, whether you're pursuing a, a female, if you're a female pursuing a male, or if you want to be a reporter, always gather information and never stop being curious. That, that's the secret sauce to my career. I love that. I love that you are everything and everything you do, you use your reporter skills. That's what you're doing. Everything. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a way I don't, other than my wife getting information on, on presidential presidential election, I kind of lean on towards her. Mm-hmm. If I don't have enough time or mm-hmm. she's, she's miss fix it. She's miss research on handy stuff. Cause I'm not a handyman. She is oh, no, either. No uh, as it were, but uh, you know, I, I wanted her, you know, I asked her, I said, hey, could you figure out this or that, which I don't know anything about, and I trusted her. She's always right. So, uh, thank God. Um, you know, you have a significant other who knows a lot more than you about just about everything else. I always say the minutiae or the fun facts. She's she's amazing at it. And I'm I'm the one on IMDb. This is what I do when we're watching TV. I've got to know who this actor and actress is. She mm-hmm. doesn't care. I care about that stuff because yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I just want to know what, who these people are. It's like. I want to know before we've gotten to me. I want to know about you, like you, physical therapist. <laughs> you did, yeah. He did ask. He did. Well, let me I'm ask you a question. So, so may, let me ask you a couple of questions before we get out of here. Yeah, where, yeah. where now? Do you practice from home or do you work in an office? No. So I work in a clinic. Uh, I'm currently clinic, working yeah. at a skilled nurse, nursing facility before my orthopedic residency with Kaiser Permanente starts in September. Okay. Cool. So I had oh, to wow. had to okay. have a little bit of a bridge. What's that? Cool. That's very cool. Okay. So, do you work with football players at all? Uh, you, well, in the past, I have. Right now, like I said, we just moved out here, and my my residency will start in September, and that's when okay. that's when the the orthopedic patients will start. Uh, Got you. Back okay. In. Okay. Very good, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good luck with your career, man. Let, yeah, I appreciate it so much, man. So, okay, let's let's let me ask you. Just go to okay, fantasy two for more. a second before we get out of here. Go yeah, ahead. two more. Okay. Okay. First question is, what's who's one veteran who you think is going to disappoint in fantasy? Disappoint in fantasy. Oh God! You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come up with a couple teams. Yeah. 
Last year, if you follow my career at all, my two sleeper teams were the Niners and Titans. Good call. I'm concerned about both teams. I, I don't think – I think the trade of DeForest Buckner, while I understand it, mm-hmm. is their star defensive lineman. That's going to hurt them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to keep, keep pe- catch people by surprise anymore like the Bears did two years ago and you saw right. what happened to them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to have a drop-off like the Bears, but be careful. Sure. Uh, although they coach very well. Kyle Shanahan is terrific. Uh, the Titans are well coached. They've got a great running back. They play to the run game. I get it. Defensively, I'm not completely sold, but uh, I don't know if there's one guy to drop off. If you listen to us on Fantasy Sports Radio, you'll probably know some of the guys we've talked about who we're not as high on. Like, I, I'll, I'll just give you a name. Yeah. I, and I missed on this guy last year, Evan Ingram. There, there was that fifth oh, round last year, O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, mm-hmm. our guy mm-hmm. with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry. Hunter Henry. I mean, there are like six of these guys. They all failed. Um, now, there's a reason. There's a reason why. I know you don't like the term injury prone, but there, the actual, <laughs> there's some truth to it. I there is. Think there is. Absolutely. But so depend. Also, Gronk. We, we John and I correctly pointed out some issues in this game, that, which, which made him susceptible to getting hit. And we were right. It was his ankles and his knee because the way he runs. But I missed badly on Ingram last year, and. I think some guys, Edwin, at some point they're going to get healthy. Mm. They're just going to have a much – like Zach Ertz, for instance. He had some freak injuries. I did a lot of research on him. It was just a lot of bad luck. Mm. He's in incredible physical shape. I know Zach very well. I hosted a, an event of his a year and a half ago, and uh, I could tell you that he's a, he's a workout warrior. He's in tremendous physical shape. But, you know, when these guys keep getting hurt, you just wonder how they're training and, and why they're mm-hmm. getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Some guys just can't get out of their own way. It's just the way it is. So I'm not saying I'm not going to draft Ingram, but I will no longer go get him like I did last year. Yeah. Like, like, and I love Hunter Henry. I've talked to him every summer when I see him at Chargers camp. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, it's a position that's very deep this season. Let them fall to me. I'm not going to go get him. That was probably my lesson that I learned last year. Uh, one of the guys, one of my top sleepers for fantasy is Darius Slayton. It's not uh, a secret. Like Look it. at our league. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he, uh, I had a really good tip from a, defensive coach last year actually i've not talked about this before even on our show on fan on oh, serious. Serious. breaking i like it so what happened what happened was i went to the giants eagles game uh i know what he did i know what he did to the eagles in the first game and then i saw him in a couple games go oh my god this kid could run but i didn't know he didn't have great production in college i just i made a note of it that he was doing well and then this defensive coach told me he goes dude you have no idea what it's like to cover this guy <laughs> He goes, because he's just figuring it out. He's, like, he's going to be a monster once he puts on weight. He goes, he's, he goes, let me tell you something. That kid is going to blow it up and be a star. I'm like, really? I'm like, you know, these guys know more than I do, obviously. I'm like, okay. Uh, and I've been, you know, I've been, I was pushing him before that, but even more so now. So that's the secret of why I've been doing that. Yeah. Like he's, that. My, he's one of my breakout players, and I'm really bullish on the Giants offense. Their defense is probably going to suck, but uh, they shouldn't have good enough players. But offensively, it should be fantastic if their line could block. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Giants' offense is going to be a lot better than people give them credit for. So you heard it here first. Adam Kaplan pushing that Darius Slayton, saying that the uh, Giants are going to win the Super Bowl, right? Reported here. Well, money. You heard no, not about that. Yeah, not, <laughs> not about that. Winning the Super Bowl. They're going to be a bad team, but their offense will be great. And, you know, Marquise Money, uh, Hollywood Brown is a stud. I mean, I, I, he's another one of my breakout players. That's what I was going to ask you next. What's going to take you for uh, you to trade him to me? It won't. It, it would take a lot. I know. Did you make me an offer? <laughs> I did. I don't even remember what it was. I was just throwing. Yeah, the line I was like, it ain't gonna happen. And, <laughs> and, and and it's really funny. So let me tell you the Miles Sanders story. 
So there was some really bad reporting on Miles Sanders, and I typically don't get involved. As I said earlier, I just don't comment on other reporters or other mm-hmm. other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was so egregiously wrong. I was like, I got to get this shit out there. I, was like, I just got to, I just got to correct it. Yeah, I made it very clear there'll be no running back by committee. I was the one to put the report out on FantasyPoints.com, uh, our our uh, pod or mm-hmm. our uh, powwow, as John calls it, with our 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 staff. And I happen to say, look, the Eagles want Carlos Hyde, but if they get him, he's not and will not be a committee. It's a two-to-one split. Hyde's there to back up and be insurance in case Sanders gets hurt and, and just to make sure they don't overwork him. But there will be no committee. Trust me on that. And I think what happened was so, a couple of pe- people in the fantasy business said I changed his, his ADP after I put this shit out. I believe it. I, wouldn't, I don't follow the fantasy industry very closely. I mean, I have a hand in it, but I don't really read anybody mm-hmm. other than John's stuff and, and everyone's stuff on the website, fantasypoints.com, and my friend Evan Silva's stuff. It, whatever he puts out there, I can look at. I will read it. And I love Warren Sharp, by the way. He's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But uh, so anyway, to move the Sanders stuff along, I, I just wanted to correct it because it's just really bad. Because on our show, Inside the Birds, my, my, my show with Jeff Mosher, Jeff and I made it very clear, and I made it clear very quickly early in March that there's no committee. Don't listen to what anyone's saying. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And then what happened was people saw I was so out in front of it. You started to see the fantasy business because everyone thought he was a mid second round pick. I said, okay, but you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. You don't even know anything about Miles Sanders. You have no idea how the Eagles want to use him. And you just started to see within two weeks, his ADP <laughs> went from climbing. The only reason why I knew that is because people would come at me with it. So you're the reason why this happened. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm trying to help you guys out. Okay, you're probably right. I guess you're right. But I'm trying to be the voice of reason with this stuff because there's a lot of bad information out with, with some fantasy analysts. Mm-hmm. The one that I've given, and I, I'm, I know people listen to our show are probably sick of it, with Daryl Henderson last year, he was, like the, he was going to like the seventh round. John said fifth, but I don't remember that. And I said, John, before the season started, this is wrong. Uh, he's not going to do the handcuff. I made it clear when I called in on Fantasy Sports Radio from Rams camp, this is wrong. It's Malcolm Brown. Don't listen to these people. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. And just dismiss these people. And as you saw, he barely played. Yeah. He only played in two games because Todd Gurley's knee was bad, so he got extended playing time. But mm-hmm. he was a disappointment, to say the least, and hopefully he gets a, bit, a better role this season. But, again, it comes back to who you, what you said earlier. Be careful who you trust. Yeah, absolutely. That's great, man. I really appreciate that. That was good. Um, okay, do you have anything else? What else do you want to plug before we get out of here? Nothing. Just Twitter, Kaplan NFL, C-A-P-L-A-N NFL. Uh, if you like the Eagles, you know, I have the – Jeff and I are partners on Inside the Birds. We have a website, insidethebirds.com. That's it. I don't, I don't really have – I got. A, I have a TV deal I'm going to announce, hopefully, the next two or three weeks. Ooh, stay tuned. All man. the other stuff I got, yeah, just follow me on Twitter. And uh, be careful, folks. Be safe. It's not a political issue, what we're dealing with. Please don't make it political. It has That's nothing right. to do with politics. It's about being safe and, tr- and be- care about other people, not just yourself. Wearing a mask and distancing has nothing to do with politics. If you think it does, you're clueless. Absolutely. You really have no idea what, what's going on. And I've, I've done as much research as I can, and I've talked to <laughs> – it's funny. I've talked to doc- doctors who are Republicans. I've talked to doctors who are <laughs> Democrats. It doesn't, it doesn't believe in matter. It's about being safe and be careful. It is. Thanks, Adam. That was great. Again, go, go follow Adam at Kaplan NFL on Twitter. It really was great, man. This was fun. Vegetarianism, how you met your wife. Who the wife. hell knew I was going here? <laughs> T- I don't care. It's, Tennis, it's good, man. Yeah, the whole thing. No, it was awesome. Thanks again, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, we'll uh, talk to you next time. Thank you.